This is Uniquely Milwaukee. It's everything you love about community stories, but more in depth. Giving the stories the time and attention they deserve. Changing perspective one episode at a time. I'm your host, Salam Fathayed, and this is Uniquely Milwaukee. Stories that stick with you. Hello, Radio Milwaukee listeners. We've cooked up a great episode for you, and you're in for a treat because this episode is a harmonious blend of artistic expression and pioneering wisdom. As we're joined by a remarkable individual who has mastered the art of both poetry and business, our guest today is a true embodiment of the idea that creativity knows no bounds. Not only are they a gifted poet whose words have the power to stir emotions and paint vivid images in the minds of the reader, but they've also successfully navigated the world of entrepreneurship, craving a niche for themselves as a visionary business owner. I am Tiffany Miller and I exist as a interdisciplinary artist or a creative coach and collaborator. (laughs) Yeah, the word that I would use for you is creative because not only are you the founder of Bronzeville Collective, you also have Flybloom. I have my my personal brand business is Flyblooms. I have a consultant company, consultant and coaching company called Live and Bloom. Yes. And there's a new space opening up uh, called Fruition MKE that I'm in collaboration with. Uh, as well you just do it all and you're also a poet and I just I just like when I heard about this I was like I just want to get to know you better mm-hmm. so I'm very excited for us to have this conversation walk me through how you decided to open up Bronzeville Collective and also your own businesses as well so Flatblooms has been around for 11 years yeah. and that started Uh, in D.C. I saw this beautiful, tall sunflower had the deepest chocolate center with these dark red leaves, and I hadn't seen a sunflower like that in Milwaukee before. And uh, on that trip, there was a vendor who had uh, flowers, and I bought one, and that, that kicked off, like, the vision. In 2011, I bought supplies. In 2012, when my Left wrist was healing from surgery. Actually, my right wrist was healing from a surgery. I started creating. Are you right-handed as well? I am right-handed, <laughs> no. so that was pretty difficult. Yeah. But creativity is a healing art for me, and that's how Flybloom started. Um, in 2018, uh, my business partner and sister friend, Lilo Allen, we were both at this place where we were just kind of, like, exhausted from vending everywhere uh also like I, in a state of like I don't know like I kind of want to do this I kind of don't mm-hmm. uh we applied for Rise MKE um, which is an entrepreneurship program offered through the African American Chamber of Commerce of Wisconsin we also applied for Pop-Up MKE mm-hmm. which afforded entrepreneurs with 30 days of retail space for free and we we got accepted into both and we also had the philosophy of if I win you win if you win we win Mm -hmm. and we both won everything so we were able to um, go through the rise program with this collaborative vision in mind she wanted a storefront space 
I wanted a storefront space. I posted like <laughs> on a leap year, uh, maybe 2016, maybe earlier that year, mm-hmm. and uh, about how much would how much would you pay as a creative to have storefront space? Mm-hmm. You know, if it was shared. So that that kind of started. I actually looked at the space that Marantho was housed in uh, at the time and but it gave you kind of more structure yeah yeah so you know we were able to test our ideas through the pop-up mke experience Mm -hmm. so it wasn't just our brand we each had like 10 different businesses we pitched it and we pitched it at the rise pitch competition and we won audience favorite and the grand prize of that congratulations so like we're approaching five years you know with that vision and we have over 30 black brown queer ally-owned businesses represented in the space we're growing we're still here even after the pandemic and uh interesting economy right now so you know we're we're uh, hopeful for more collaborative opportunities, but our principle, like our foundation is collaboration works. Mm-hmm. You know, we're able to do, we were able to do festivals like Pride and Bastille Days and the Night Market and generating, you know, additional income for our creatives in the space through that. And even just, even just being able to be present, like yeah. Bastille Days is $1,300. Mm-hmm. That's a lot for one business, yeah, for you know, sure. but if there's five other businesses involved, you know, we could share those expenses and benefit our profit dollars right. um, even more. So, yeah. yeah, I love that. And, you know, we are going to be taking a tour of Bronzeville after this. Mm-hmm. What does Bronzeville mean to you? If you could describe it's a place where my family grew up. It's a place of home roots, a foundation for many uh, black folks in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And to see it become a place, a home place for other businesses, new um, a return, like the return of America's Black Holocaust Museum, uh, Honeybee Sage and Wellness, uh, their vision, like yeah. Angela always wanted to be on MLK. So she was able to manifest that vision as well and create a, a community. Um, Mi Casa Su Cafe used to be Bean Head Cafe. Yeah. Bean Head Cafe was a place where I, I had the opportunity to host like poetry set. Uh, for a while electric probably (laughs) it's just like it's so um that was in a while ago (laughs) some time ago (laughs) and uh you know it's just to see these places come back um i'm looking forward to having a bookstore again on mlk with niche uh, we would go, my mom would take us to Reader's Choice, and we we never had a budget in the bookstore. <laughs> we had a budget while shopping for shoes, but never at yeah. the bookstore. So, <laughs> what's that thing was like, Scholastic Book Fair or something like that? What was yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was always like the best day in school. Yes. Yeah, I get that. I love that. And you know, I, I did read somewhere, you, you mentioned that you made this skirt, and then mm-hmm. that you also, the um, Milwaukee Health Department commissioned you to make like 36,000 masks in the pandemic. I feel like, like what you as a person, why are you connected to helping the community? Like what, what drives you to become that type of person? 
my parents, like, to be honest, I didn't want to make face masks. And my dad was (laughs) like, you know, if your mom was here, she would want something. She would want something bright on her face. Mm. And she would trust you to make it. And when I did, I made one post Mm -hmm. with a face mask. And I got a ton of inquiries about it. Then I'm like, okay, okay, I guess I need to make these. It's piling up. It's piling and up. then when Milwaukee Health Department inquired, I was like, well, how many can I make per week? Mm-hmm. And what does that look like? And it ended up looking like 3,000 masks per week. So I had to build a team. Wow. And building a team during the pandemic was pretty cool because uh, many of the people that worked with me um, have been laid off from their place of employment so it was it was really cool to be in that type of position and um one of my friends spaces was shuttered so I was able to rent that space Mm -hmm. out and still have uh the social distancing in place Mm -hmm. um at the same time helping keep her space afloat as well so it all it wouldn't have worked if I didn't have community relationships or a collaborative mindset trying to figure it out myself and keep that all to myself. I had, I needed people and it was a pleasure and honor to have that, that have the team that I had, right. like they wanted to, to help too. And, and that I'm grateful for it. Right. You know, it reminds me a little bit of a quote from Issa Rae. She said something about networking, and oftentimes we want to network up Mm -hmm. instead of what we should do is network across. Mm -hmm. And that just reminded me of that, that we have valuable people in our community that can make something come to life if you just, you know, collaborate and connect, which is really beautiful. After the break, we'll be sharing poems that Tiffany wrote exclusively for this podcast and one that brings tears to her eyes. But here is the twist. It's not just a recitation. It's a deep dive into the artistry behind the words. Do you want to know the secret behind the programming you love? It's all funded by the honor system. As a public radio station, we're based on a very simple model. We try to do something meaningful, connecting with you through music and stories. And then we count on those who appreciate what we do to show their support. Are you one of them? Show your support by visiting RadioMilwaukee.org and joining today. Black and blooming in Bronzeville. Decades of seeds are blooming through blank spaces and shuttered doors, reclaiming what once was before eminent domain when streets were lined with the most Black-owned businesses per capita. Black and blooming. Alice's Dress Shop, Matherson's Haberdashery, Clara's Restaurant, Columbia Savings and Loan Association, Deluxe Beauty Clinic, Evergreen Baptist Church, Cream City Medical Society, the Urban League Guild, Blanche's Beauty Chest, High Steppers Club, Sterling's Barbershop, just to name a few. These seeds are giving birth to dreams come true in the now and the to be continued. Decades of seeds are blooming in Bronzeville like James Cameron's legacy of America's Black Holocaust Museum, housing lined on Vell Phillips Avenue, the Bronzeville Collective MKE, Home to Collaboration Works, the manifestation of two black girls dreaming, Rise and Grind, Sam's Place, Confectionately Yours, 
G's Clippers, Mikasa Su Cafe, Honey Bee Sage and Wellness, Spin MKE, The Salute Society, and all that's coming soon, like the Bronzeville Center for the Arts, Howard Fuller, Collegiate Academy, Copyright Creative Space, and your fill-in-the-blank vision for Bronzeville's future. Black and Blooming Seeds of Love Thy Neighbor, Nourish Your Soul, Collaboration and Creativity, Key Ingredients for Joy to Unfold. Wherever you are planted, wherever you dream, take root. This is home, Bronzeville. So let's talk a little bit about that. Like the the title Black and Blooming is so like visual and like I can kind of see it but then you go on and you list all these businesses and I loved the ending of like fill in the blank because it'll be interesting to see after 2023 how that list changes yes. and this is kind of a moment in time so walk me through the, your state today when you were like I'm gonna write this did it just come to you did you manifest it a little bit walk me through it well, it started with my outfit because I, <laughs> part of my business, uh, Fly Blooms, last year I launched the Black and Blooming Tea. Yeah. And it's a, a joy affirmation for me to be confident in who I am as a black person, but also to be blooming. And we plant seeds like so often. Yeah. And it's, it's up to us to water those daily I have a phrase too where I'm like I'm blooming in the sun and the shade like we need both <laughs> and um sometimes we need a lot of sun sometimes we need a lot of a lot of water uh, to facilitate that growth but our seeds are there and I hope that others will will see this or hear this and be reminded that they too have seeds mm-hmm. that they need to nourish and bloom and and to be comfortable in wherever they are planted. I love that. And like, uh, shame on me not to recognize the outfit. By the way, for our audio listeners, you have a hair clip that is a flower. You have a black and blooming t-shirt with a flower on it. Your, I think your skirt has flowers on it. it you does. are blooming. I, I made love the it. skirt. I made the flower. This is my <laughs> my mama's bloom. So I made uh, flowers. Gorgeous to honor her legacy when she transitions so she has one that matches and so do my siblings so so did did you always wear flowers in your hair or was it because was it recently that you like are trying to like I've been rocking a flower in my hair since 2010 oh wow so it's your signature look and then you're also your mom's look too yeah I started making blooms in 2012 after like the quality of flowers just wasn't doing it for me um and the color variety and yeah, I made them better and funkier mm-hmm. with a mix of colors and patterns, and yeah. the rest became history. Like, my first batch of flowers, I gifted to my mom for her Aww. 60th birthday. Um, she retired that year, too, I think, so... Yeah, it was pretty do you, magical. Do you remember how they looked like, if you could describe them? They were, I remember one in particular, it was like all white because she was wearing an all white outfit. Oh, it's beautiful. And I made like this mixed media necklace for her too. So she was extra fine at her birthday party. <laughs> Props, we love <laughs> and that. And she like, like my mom never left the house without her earrings. Mm. And even if she couldn't find a post, she would like take an eraser off the back. Uh, off the pencil and 
make a back for her earring. Do it yourself, queen. We love it. <laughs> yes. So we there were many pencils in the house <laughs> without erasers. <laughs> You're like, you need to erase something. You're like, oh, my mom needed it. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, uh, but the wearing the flower is like equivalent to wearing earrings for me. So mm-hmm. I never leave the house without a flower in my ear. Yeah, I love that. It's so beautiful. And it like, I feel like it represents who you are and it's mm-hmm. a visual representation. Oftentimes when you like meet someone for the first time, it's like a great first impression. And yes. I, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down, which is all right, great. All right. <laughs> kind of like a love poem a little <laughs> and, <laughs> and you're, you're, you're so giddy right now I love it it's like you're, you're becoming the poem it's so cute smile may this joy be contagious settle deep inside your soul linger in the air like incense smoke may it follow you surprise you inspire you to smile really smile side teeth and all Desiring to see this daily, the light in your eyes becomes brighter, a vibrant energy, an excited flow of being, letting hair down, bloom down, beautiful. A vulnerability exists in the full expression of self, there, kinda there, pacing self, learning. Joy unpacks what cannot be contained, a ruckus laugh, an inner child smile, a little skip, Hop and body roll, a public and loud, yes. A humming, a singing on the outside of your head, a peace within, a joyful morning, a joy that comes in the morning. Joy is knowing, listening, embracing, and surrendering to the unknown and moving with intuition. Guided steps, listening to the breeze, ancestor talk, be loud whispers. May this joy be contagious. Life note, revise intention definition, manifestation of the love I desire. Add, inspire each other to smile in the key of our love language, our universal love language, collaboration, balancing the water, the flow, love rooted in joy, transparency, a reflection, love imagining, joy, Dreaming in reality. Smile. Snaps. Snaps all around. That was so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you. There's some poet poems that it takes you a minute to grasp into, but I think you just, the way you write is so, it's like physical, if that makes sense. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I embody it and I couldn't help but smile um, when listening to it. So it was incredibly beautiful. And we talked the other day via Zoom and I asked you like, oh, what is your poetry about? And you mentioned a word. Do you remember the word, what that word was? You've, you've also said it in this poem, but. Oh, ancestors? No, it, it, that was one of them, but it, or was, joy. it was joy. Oh yeah, joy, joy. <laughs> and I love that. Well, I, I, see, I, I write, I dabble in poetry and like creative writing. And I tend to always like write about my trauma or my upbringing and di- trying to dissect myself. But I love that you write about joy. Why is that something that you connect to? So it starts, the starting point is when my mother transitioned. And that happened December 16th of 2019. And there was a, like the 13th through 16th of December was 
her transition period. Mm -hmm. So I had to make a intentional choice to mourn instead of grieve. And through mourning, I'm able to see joy. I'm able to experience like the signs, symbols, and synchronicities that happen. And it, it, it was a choice. Like I didn't want to be angry. I wanted to be grateful because I had a lot of time with my mom, with my family. I had a lot of time to reciprocate the love that she gave us over time, that unconditional, that I'm gonna meet you where you are. I'm gonna love you how you are. I'm gonna fix your tea. I'm gonna comb your hair. I like to comb your mama's hair and yeah. twist it up and make her cute when she might not be feeling so good. Like to be in that space of like trust. Like I, the only thing that I like wish for, I have wishes and I have wonders. And the only thing that I wish for is that I have more time. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. So like in the in the morning, that that joy comes for me, and like I can see the rainbows, I can see the butterflies. Like I can I can taste like her craving for a fish sandwich with cheese from cops and she know I'm not gonna do butter pecan ice cream but when I look up and I see chocolate chip cookie dough then I'll, I'll go and I I can see the butterflies that pause in my garden I can see I can hear her and um sometimes she comes through my pen yeah. and with messages and I, I can receive all of that in joy. If I was grieving, like I immediately associated grief with regrets yeah. because I saw it, I physically saw it. And it's such a heavy feeling. Like I wish, I was having a conversation with my brother yesterday and I was like, the world would be different if people asked like or commented and said, I know your morning at this time. What can I do to assist? How can I be present for you? Mm -hmm. um, versus, oh, you're grieving and that's going to be like, grieving is such a heavy word. I'm big on words, mm -hmm. like in the meaning of words. And there's a whole protocol for mourning that's not discussed. Yeah. And if people were able to access that protocol and talked about that protocol more, mm -hmm. They wouldn't be so heavy. They wouldn't feel that, that heaviness. They would be able to access joy. And I think that's, I was telling my brother, I was like, if I don't do nothing else, I want to give people that pathway to, yeah. to joy, joy in the morning, to um, ancestor talk so they could hear and see and feel and smell mm -hmm. and taste. Like sometimes, like lilies, lilies are probably one of my favorites and I'll put those flowers mm -hmm. on my piano altar at home and sometimes it smells like my granddaughter's perfume yeah. or it's like really strong and I'm like whoo you know yeah. uh, so that that that's that's where the joy decision like was made and it's 
amplified in everything that mm-hmm. I do right now. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with me. I pre- I really do appreciate your honesty and vulnerability. And your mom seems like a wonderful person. What was her name? Wanda Richards Wanda. Miller. That's my honey mama. <laughs> Wanda, very beautiful name. Um, something that I really do love about you is, is you seem incredibly intentional. And I, I really do appreciate that and love that because it, it, I, I struggle to walk in life with intentionality sometimes. Mm. And I think it just reflects that you do everything with purpose. And I loved when you said that words have real meaning to you because it really shows. Seriously, it's been Will you fun. write? Like, I want to challenge you to write like a happy poem. Yeah. Like, what would you look like? Oh, oh I also operate in my inner child space a yeah. lot. So let me ask, a, I have a question oh, for, for you. Oh, for sure. Yeah, go for okay. it. <laughs> How old is your inner child? Ooh, I think, I don't know why I'm gravitating towards, like, the number seven. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, like, what would your seven-year-old, you could think about what what did your seven-year-old self want to do? What did they want to learn? How did they play? Yeah. Um, A little bit about me is I'm Middle Eastern and Palestinian, and I just have a sister. Mm. And I was, my sister was always extroverted, and I was a very introverted Mm -hmm. person, (laughs) which is kind of strange to see that I talk to people for a living. (laughs) Uh, But seven-year-old Saddam was very just, like, reserved and quiet she's had a big big imagination like Mm. I lived in my head a lot Mm -hmm. like I love movies and I love escaping in worlds and stuff like that but I I think I I would really love that practice of writing from my childhood self in in a joyful way rather than Mm -hmm. like kind of a a a morning kind of just like oh I didn't have the best childhood ever but I think I'm gonna write that and then I'll I'll send it to you if that's okay my inner child is five five, she comes out a lot and I think she comes out the most in my smile and how I play radiating smile and the giggle (laughs) like there's a hereditary giggle in my family I think my grandmama had it my mom had it she would just be tickled and now I have it (laughs) so the thing is for me, and I, not to focus a lot, is like I think I grew up with a lot of shame as a mm. young girl that I think it's sometimes hard to picture that kid as vibrant. And I know she existed, obviously, mm-hmm. but I think as an adult, like majority of my forward-facing memories are more like different, if that makes sense. But I'm, ex- I'm interested to heal that inner child. Yeah. For sure. My inner yeah. child, like... I'm a very chocolate, for the <laughs> listeners, I am a very chocolate brown girl. Yeah. I'm a dark brown girl. And I have two really deep dimples. And my mother always emphasized how beautiful my skin was love and that. how deep my dimples were. Wanda, we love her. <laughs> and the rest of the world didn't. Yeah. You know, so there were, like, significant, like, derogatory comments mm. made, um, like the colorism, mm. things like that. And now... In my in my full self, my full bloom self, mm-hmm. I enjoy summer the most. Like my skin glistens yeah. and I get darker, and it's just a it's like the, my most favorite part because I'm like black gold out here mm-hmm. in these streets, and I love it. You know, yeah. so we have like a we have like an opportunity to do like we can simultaneously like heal and bloom and heal and bloom mm-hmm. and. I'm in this, uh, in one of my, in my most recent, like, book, it's called To Be Seen. Y'all can get it. <laughs> but the chapters are Embrace, Surrender, and Embrendering, yeah. which is a word me and Dasha Kelly made up in Talkeetna, Alaska, of all places in the world. But, um, 
like it's that constant like flow of like I'm gonna embrace this and surrender to this and embrace this and surrender to this and this and you you like it's like waves and you flush it you flush out you take what you need and give it back you're shedding a little bit yeah Yeah, I love that it's very beautiful I have a question when you said that like um as growing up you know, your mom said that you were beautiful and rightfully so and, you know, lifted you up. But then the outside world kind of put you down. How was how did you balance that conflict? I mean, I think I had like a like everybody, you know, yeah. that period of time where it's just where your self-esteem is rocked a bit and you don't see yourself. So yeah. and things happen I, like traumatic things have happened in my life and I've had to uh I've had to heal from that and 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 grow and I had I had an experience this weekend where I was like oh I'm really healed Mm. oh okay like I had this been like five years ago or 10 years ago it would have completely shut me down right but um like I'm grateful for that that space of growth and grace yeah um in in my life right now so uh i hope that comes for for everyone too along their along their journey like we gotta give our we gotta offer ourselves grace a lot a lot of grace probably more grace than we need to give to the world the rest of the world but yeah I completely agree. And I think, you know, a lot of us go through this sense of like survival and then healing. And then there's sometimes this struggle from healing to living. It's like, okay, Mm -hmm. now I've healed. Now Mm -hmm. I need to be present and accept the space that I'm taking up in this world. Right. And it seems like you're in a good position where you finally feel like, you know, you you're just yourself and it's so it's so vibrant and beautiful and uh, yeah I was listening to this reading the other day on Instagram like Chris Cressini I think and part of it was like yeah you need to take up space like take up space (laughs) like like I I usually don't but I should you know we all should I agree take up space so I love that (laughs) the next and final poem is a poem that Tiffany actually improvised on stage and it was an edited file that she brought over and she played it for me in the studio and I loved it so much that I requested if she could send over the file so we can play a snippet of it it is a longer poem it's about six minutes long so here is a snippet version of that
walk us through how you're feeling right now. I know when I hear that, I I remember being in that space and in that room, and I was in complete surrender to what was happening. Mm -hmm. And when I hear it, I know I hear my mother come through. Mm -hmm. I hear it in the tense change, the way that the specific messages, like, are there and I am unable to listen to it without getting emotional. Like I cry every time because I, I hear her. Yeah. And this is the first time like I've been able to hear her. I've written mm-hmm. and I, I have that that space. But to hear it and then like feel it, I know it's her. Yeah. I know it's her. Like I had a hysterectomy in March, right? So it's impossible for me to have another kid. So I'm like, why am I having these pregnancy dreams after after this surgery? And part of that is part of the process, but like spiritually, you know, in the dream world, like you're gonna give birth to something new and that new is another version of me like mm-hmm. a more maybe that's a more joyful version of me maybe that's like the line in there like the world's gonna know yeah. I exist and now that I is really like my honey mama and like the ancestors the world's gonna know I exist and that is so powerful to me right I want the world to know that ancestors are here that they are present I use mm-hmm. transition as a way to acknowledge them still being here versus like again with words like I never I don't want to say dead because that's an ending that's a a final term but transition is like uh, that energy is just that energy still resonates and lives amongst us and that's the beautiful piece for me so I it's so many meanings embedded in that and I didn't know what was coming, what was going to come out of my mouth. I didn't know what Jordan was going to play. <laughs> right. I didn't, like, when things, like, the ebb and flow, when the waves come in at the end, it's, like, perfect. Mm. And I remember, like, when I, when it was, like, finished, like, I reached out my hand and I, like, touched his shoulder. And and that was it. And I, I know I was crying when I, <laughs> when I, when I, when the words were coming out because I, I just felt it. I felt like a channel. Yeah. Like whatever message was supposed to come through, I wanted. I wanna. I wanna exist in that space as a creative all the time, because um, that's that's where I think that's where we we become like the most intentional. Mm-hmm. Because we're living in our ancestors' wildest dreams, and they're like, I know, we got a whole like team of people on the mm-hmm. other side and they're like put me in coach put me <laughs> in put me in right now I'm here I'm rooting for I'm us I'm here to help you manifest everything yeah. just call me Yeah, call me out so I wonder yeah. if it's sometimes it's like that trust and that belief once you acknowledge it then you start feeling it more otherwise Man, like that they'd be is loud <laughs> like they'd be like I'm here what you need help with okay yeah. I told you you need an assistant a long time ago I'm here to help you <laughs> Do that job description, like, do it. (laughs) 
Thanks again, Tiffany Miller, for your honesty and your poetry and just spending the afternoon with me. But that's it for today's episode. Next week, we dive into the history of the Bronzeville neighborhood. And throughout the month, we will continue with Tiffany Miller as she takes us on a personal tour through Bronzeville, offering a lens into its past, present, and the dreams that shape its future. This is your host, Salam Pathayad. Thank you to Nate Imig, our executive producer, Kiri Salinas, our audio production manager, Brett Krasgowski is our web editor. Thank you to our marketing team led by Sarah Lar. Graphics and our wonderful logo is made by Aaron Bagata. Our community engagement coordinator is Mallory Wallace and Dan Reiner handles our social media accounts. And a big, big thank you to our city-loving members for making Uniquely Milwaukee possible. If you haven't already, subscribe to our podcast and tune in next week for the next episode of Uniquely Milwaukee.